The prequels, the animated shows, and all of the Mandoverse has been playing with the idea of clones and the Force. But why now, and what will it have to do with Ahsoka? And what is this around an R-rated Star Wars movie? Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. There's some interesting stuff going around in terms of an R-rated Star Wars movie. And I want to have a few different discussions today. I want to talk about (laughs) what that is. Uh what was pitched, Uh what we know of from two different sources that pitched R-rated Star Wars things. I want to also talk about what that would look like and then if it would actually make sense in Star Wars. Mm. Like, does that actually fit the brand of Star Wars? But let's kick this off with Rebel Moon. So I don't know how you could have a a more clearly inspired by Star Wars name than Rebel Moon. Now, what is Rebel Moon? Rebel Moon is a movie coming to Netflix, directed, produced, I think written by Zack Snyder. Apparently, it's an idea he's had for 20 years, but he originally pinched it to Star Wars when Disney bought Star Wars originally. Oh, what? And he had thought to basically say, we're going to make seven samurai in space, and it's going to take the heavy inspirations that George Lucas had around Westerns, but more specifically, Akira Kurosawa movies, Mm. and take that and just bring it even more apparent in his series or his movie. And he thought Star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yes, Star Wars does is heavily... Mm-hmm. Inspired, Hugely by, inspired yes, by those movies. by those movies, but it became its own thing and mm-hmm. its own flavor for sure. Yeah. Now, it, with him being like, no, 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 it's going to be even more heavy. It's like, then why does it have to be Star Wars? Well, that's what he's come to the decision of with uh, making it his own thing now. Okay. So it's not Star Wars related at all anymore. It's this oh, his own movie, his own sci-fi epic, heavily inspired by Akira Kurosawa movies. And it's going to come out in December of this year, I believe. So that's what he ultimately did. Okay. Is he said, yeah, I pitched it to Star Wars and this is what he said exactly. Uh, quote, it was Seven Samurai in Space, and a Star Wars movie was my original concept for it. The sale of Lucasfilm to Disney had just happened. There's that window where, you know, who knows what's possible. I was like, I don't want any of your characters. I don't want to do anything with any known characters. I just want to do my own thing on the side. And originally I was like, it should be R-rated. And that was almost a non-starter, apparently, from his discussions. R-rated. Yeah. That's, that is bold. Uh-huh. Especially when you're coming to Disney. <laughs> hey, guys, I know you just spent $4 billion <laughs> on Lucasfilm. How about we don't use any of the characters that you already plan on doing something? It won't be connected to anything else. It will just be in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be R-rated. And no wonder uh, there was no... Uh, <laughs> discussions or movement past that yeah Yeah. that's a bit too bold there zach Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and something very fascinating that goes alongside this is james mangold was originally working on and wanted to create a boba fett movie that was rated r oh yes right about the same time i don't think it would have been about the same time okay but we are getting this information out at the Mm. same time they're stepping up their promotion of the movie of um, Rebel Moon, and a lot of interviews are coming out from it. 
but they're also doing the press tour for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Mm. So James Mangold has also been getting some interviews around there and talking about oh. some different ideas he has for Star Wars, because obviously everyone wants to know, what's he doing with Star Wars? Mm-hmm. I think it's one thing to jump into Star Wars and say, I'm going to do nothing with any that anything anyone's been using or doing with these characters, and I'm just going to make it R-rated. Like, I think it's one thing to say that, and then it's another thing to have a pretty in-depth character that we know hmm. and make it R-rated. See, I think it makes a lot more sense for a Boba Fett movie to have been progressed further along than it was. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes a lot of sense for it to be rated R, mm-hmm. considering what we know about Boba Fett and his ruthlessness in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. I agree. But what would that look like in Star Wars? So we know that it's been pitched a couple times. It's been denied two times that we know of at least. And I assume that the Game of Thrones directors would have done something similar or would have, would have pushed that... Uh, mm-hmm. PG-13 rating a little bit further, but Mm. what would Star Wars R-rated be? I have one thought. Yeah, go for it. A Vader movie would be R-rated. Okay, why? We saw the incredible hallway scene in Rogue One, and that was just brutal. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, just imagine an entire movie of that. Mm. There's there's no way that it would be anything but R with that amount of just chaos and destruction. Oh, okay. So you're just saying like violence is yeah. what would make it R-rated. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think uh, there'd be like flashback scenes with Anakin and Padme. Oh, I yeah. would hope not. <laughs> Good gosh. No, thank you. <laughs> We're going back to the beginning. A beginning of the Skywalker saga, uh, <laughs> where it all began. <laughs> that bed on Naboo. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I could I see that. I think that's the only I way that, that R in Star Wars works. Okay. We know in Andor, we've seen the S word be shared in mm-hmm. a Star Wars project. Mm-hmm. So we do know that they use swear words that aren't just poodoo and right. all of that kind of stuff, <laughs> like Mandalorian would have you uh, assume. Mm-hmm. So we do know that huh. there is this more mature side of things with Star Wars. And Andor uh, was originally it was supposed to be F the Empire instead of fight the Empire. So we do know that right. was originally going to happen. <laughs> But that could have fit in a PG-13 TV 14 series very mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. TVG? TVPG? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I and Maybe this is the discussion that we should have next. Is Star Wars, does it need to be R? Do, does that boundary mm-hmm. need to be pushed? Simple answer to that question, I would say, is no, Star Wars does not need to be R-rated. Mm-hmm. I don't think it necessarily fits the vibe of Star Wars. Star Wars has always been a children's movie series yeah or at least from the beginning to it. yeah it was pitched as a child sci-fi movie like that's that's what it was it was an adventure flick it was mm-hmm. inspired by flash gordon which was a children's television series that was around like sci-fi so i don't think it necessarily i don't think it really meshes well but that's mm-hmm. not going to stop fans from wanting it absolutely to not be that. and also, there is also it was rated that for 
the time mm-hmm. and now those fans are adults so yeah. so i think that's this is the problem with star wars across the board mm-hmm. is there are so many different generations of star wars fans mm-hmm. they're the ones that watched it in the 1970s when they first came out there's yeah. the ones that watched it with the prequels when those came out there's the ones that are watching it now with the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. and probably even more widely those who got introduced to it through mandalorian yes So you have this broad generational coverage of Star Wars that you can't necessarily have grown up with Star Wars and have Star Wars grown up with you because there are so many other fans that are just getting started on this journey. Mm -hmm. And I think something like Andor is where we really see how Star Wars can be quote-unquote adult without being Mm R-rated. We see all of the things that come with an adult TV show in Andor, Mm -hmm. but it's so well done that it fits from an accessibility standpoint. It fits from the idea of what Star Wars is, what Star Wars was inspired by, and what Star Wars will always be, which is a story of hope Mm -hmm. and that kind of coverage. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to make the comparison to Marvel again. (laughs) It's hard not to. I know. It is. And in a way, it's kind of telling. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like Marvel kind of did it with... Deadpool. So I feel like they kind of did that whole like let's get even a bigger audience sort of thing. Like let's stretch that out and kind of play with edgier Mm-hmm. <laughs> edgier content. But that's the only place that it has been. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of discussion around Guardians of the Galaxy 3 dropping the first official F word in the MCU, mm-hmm. but it was still rated PG-13. Interesting. I just don't think it's necessary for Star mm-hmm. Wars. I I understand, and I get it, especially for like a Boba Fett thing. Yeah. I don't know that it needs to happen, though. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it would just kind of yeah. ruin the... It would take away that experience, which so many fans have, of watching it with their younger siblings, mm-hmm. with their children, with their grandchildren, or even just friends it's such a widely accessible Mm -hmm. series and a Mm -hmm. franchise that i don't think it necessarily works or fits to be r-rated do you think it would fit if it wasn't like a tv show or movie like what if it was more of like a comic or something like that like would that work better or do you just stay away gone a little bit more graphic in terms of like the violence but i don't see i don't think anything's really been like r-rated in star wars mm-hmm. it's pushing the pg-13 and i i remember when uh i think it was revenge of the sith got the pg-13 rating mm-hmm. it was the first star wars movie to have gotten the pg-13 rating Ooh. and that was a big deal at the time mm-hmm. everyone was like can i bring my kid to watch this mm-hmm. and now pg-13 is like the new pg yeah <laughs> so i i definitely think that there's always mm-hmm. going to be a discussion around star wars having this like what if moment mm-hmm. of like what would this look like mm-hmm. what about you do you think R and star wars works very well i would probably say stay away from it star wars don't yeah. do it yeah i just don't think it calls for those mm-hmm. themes like i don't think it I calls think if for it works if the story was just it ends up happening but i don't think it works if you're trying to make an r rated mm-hmm. thing you know yeah like if the violence is there i'd say okay right. and it's really strictly to violence yeah the, i think that's the only way you can get to the r rating in star wars mm-hmm. is just like a lot of violence it's really interesting just thinking about star wars and the violence that's in it mm-hmm. because lightsabers are extremely clean yeah like you're not getting a you're lot of blood, blood and gore blood. yeah no <laughs> which is it's really interesting i think that plays into why yeah. it's always kind of been just a pg 
mm-hmm. thing because we're getting these bolts of like yeah. even blasters. They're clean too. Uh-huh. It cauterizes the wound. Exactly. Nothing is like gushing blood and gore and like nothing. Mm-hmm. It, nothing encourages that. Yeah. Viewering, viewership sort of thing. And the themes of Star Wars don't necessarily work well with an R rating, mm-hmm. I feel. Like, I, obviously, I said a Vader show or movie would be awesome to see R rated, but that doesn't fit the theme of Star Wars, which is hope and overcoming large evil and like overcoming challenges and adversity. And you have to ask the question do we need to see that? Mm-hmm. Do we need to see a character be evil like that? You know? Yeah. Like, do we need to see a Vader just go into town? I, think it'd be awesome to see. I mean, it would be it would be <laughs> really interesting to see. But that's not the Vader that we end up coming to know and yeah. understand. And seeing more of that might just complicate things. Yeah. But moving on from that, I think, yeah, Star Wars and art doesn't really work well together. But something that does work well together, at least what we've been seeing so far, maybe not well, but <laughs> it, it's definitely there a lot of the time. And it's the idea of cloning in Star Wars. Uh-huh. Cloning in Star Wars. I, I think it's funny. You have like the prequels where it just gets introduced big time. You've got the clone troopers. And then you get uh, the original trilogy where clones aren't really there at all. Obviously, in the extended universe, they do play around with cloning and legends and that kind of stuff. But in terms of the movies, there's not anything there until we get to the sequels. And then we find out that Snoke was a clone and Palpatine was a clone and all of the things are clones. (laughs) (laughs) Except for the troopers, which are like found and taken from their families and then in the Mandoverse, it like picks back up Mm -hmm. and i'm always confused with the time span of the Mandoverse because it feels like it wants to be the like before the original trilogy Mm -hmm. but it Mm -hmm. can't so Mm -hmm. they're trying to pick it back up now we've got the whole idea of baby yoda and like why he was found is because he was being experimented on in a way to find uh, ways to clone force abilities. Mm. Like, that's the whole thing. And that's mm-hmm. definitely something in Legends that we see a lot of is Palpatine exploring ways to clone and incorporate force into his clones. Yeah. So that's something that we see a lot of. And then we get into Mandalorian and we see Moff Gideon doing the same thing of trying to create his own clone army of himself and give himself the ability in the backup. And that's separate from what we see in terms of the sequels trilogy with the idea of clones and Palpatine. And then we see more clones <laughs> in Bad Batch. Yeah. It's like the whole topic of, is it season three? Yeah, I think of this so. this third season? This, the future third season, I think, is yes. going to be in, in Mount well, Tantus, which is a huge cloning facility. And- exactly. We are getting this whole discussion. And I kind of think that Bad Batch is answering more of the moral side of things mm. and the the discussions that are never had <laughs> well, it's with from the perspective else. of clones exactly no but they they seem to be talking more about it instead of just using it conveniently yeah like and i really really appreciate what bad batch is doing with clones because mm-hmm. they're like they're starting to ask what are the repercussions of this yeah and was this a good thing? And <laughs> they're, at, they're aging asking, clones. Yeah, I mean, we get the first hints of clones, of course, with the sequel tri- or prequel trilogy, and it's no one blinks an eye. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's just like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah we're we, gonna we make clone these clones of this one person, hunter, dude. Yeah, I'm sure he's got great moral standards. And make like, millions of him, and also use them as cannon fodder. Yeah, yeah. 
like, okay, the Jedi Council didn't think twice about this. Mm-hmm. They weren't like, huh, maybe this is like inhumane. Uh huh. Is this wasting <laughs> human life and potential? What if these, like, do these things have souls? Do they have, they obviously have free will. Mm-hmm. So that makes them valid human beings. Mm-hmm. Does the fact of them being created in a factory change that? Right. Those are the questions that the Bad Batch is asking. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, how, why did it take this long for us to start asking those questions? Like, wait a second. <laughs> the clones are... What? Like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, do they have rights? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the whole thing with as Palpatine ended the cloning facility, the destruction of Kamino's clone facility, and just the, the whole dissolving of the clone army mm-hmm. you have tons of these clone troopers that are they, they don't have a purpose anymore mm-hmm. and there's tons of them what is that actually going to affect how's that going to change the galaxy and why has it been such a thing like it's like all of a sudden we're getting tons of clone stories now uh-huh it's At- like all anyone's talking about in star wars it seems like mm-hmm. like everything is bringing clones in I think it's to fill in the gaps to make it more believable that Palpatine would be returning. Mm. I feel like that's Mm. ultimately what we're seeing when we look at the clones is like, okay, yes, they're playing with these ideas. Yes, the clone troopers are a thing. Yes, someone like Moff Gideon is playing around with it. So it's more accessible than it was in the past. Yes, we're incorporating some of the things with the Bad Batch crew. And what we learned with Clone Force 99 of... Mm. Yes, you can clone specific things into these people right. to have different skill sets and have uh, clones that fit certain purposes. What if we did that with a human, but only chose the best qualities of multiple humans to create a clone of one person? Mm. And that's what Palpatine was playing around with. That we we assume because again, Rise of Skywalker doesn't give a whole lot of detail in terms of like the science of things and how that works. Why does it do this when it doesn't do that? Like, I feel like that's why we're seeing a lot of clones. I feel like the Mandoverse is playing around with this uh, sandbox, but they know they have to build a castle at some point. Hmm. Like they're building all these little sculptures all around, but they know that they're going to have to get torn down because a castle is going to have to be built at some point. Yeah. I don't really like that. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say that? I, why? Ugh. I'm frustrated that we have to go back and justify mm-hmm. the stupidity the, of the, oh Palpatine's back. Just the weirdness of pa- them bringing Palpatine back. Mm-hmm. Like why? Ugh, that just felt like such a cheap way of getting they had a the bad guy back. Person you know? and Snoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why didn't they do more with him? Mm-hmm. Honestly, if they just stuck with him, made him decent, made yeah. him actually a little fearsome. And didn't die in the second movie. And didn't die in the second movie. Uh, maybe that would have actually been interesting. And mm-hmm. maybe more. Or maybe of the he did die, but he be. came back to life because that's cloning. Instead right, of like, because Palpatine he... was just like, "Hey guys, Palpatine's here." Like, hey. Where? I'm that, back. I've been back all along. Uh, like, come on. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I totally forget about Snoke all the time. Yeah. Because Which is a shame because I think he was so well acted mm-hmm. by Andy Serkis. Yeah. I think he could have been really, really good. Mm-hmm. He was weird looking and like, come uh, on. Like, it would have been. We thought he was a giant in the first one. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did too. <laughs> For sure. I don't know. There was just so much potential 
with Snoke. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do find out that he is a clone, so they do yeah. incorporate some of the clones because Palpatine's making more of him for some reason. And honestly, it would have been even more interesting if they did kill Snoke and that he came back mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Because he was still like working on his formula. Yeah. And, like, continuing like that would have been fascinating. That would have been cool. That would have been way more interesting and way more character building. And yeah. building of that universe of mm-hmm. like, hey, we've got Snoke. He died. But we now found out that Snoke was a clone, mm-hmm. and he we we see like we see in Moff Gideon's space of like the different iterations of the clones. Mm-hmm. Like if we see like what if we saw the ultimate Snoke, right. where he was this massive force and this massive like evil in the galaxy mm-hmm. that's making himself better with with each version. He could have been this mad scientist, mm-hmm. you know, like where he really the, the true Snoke is actually behind the veil yeah. creating more little Snokes can, to make sure that his lineage lasts you yeah. know like that would have been interesting and what does it mean for the force if you can in, like imbue it into anyone or mm-hmm. this living non-living thing of, of a clone yeah like what does that mean for the galaxy if you can have this ultimate control of this huge force this massive power mm-hmm and this weapon that they're trying to utilize to achieve their own goals. Mm-hmm. The weapon being the giant planet gun. <laughs> I just mean the force. Mm, yeah. oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The force is a weapon. As it much is. as it is a tool, it's a weapon as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely crafted through the dark side as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would have just been a really interesting discussion. Well, it's like, okay, yeah, you can have a sledgehammer. Sledgehammer is made to crack rocks that's its intended purpose but as a tool it can be utilized to crack skulls as well like there's Mm -hmm. levels of like if you give a tool and you you have this tool you know what it's supposed to be used for but you go against its original use case like that's when you start playing around with the destructive forces like that's that's Mm -hmm. basically like you have the force force is neither good nor evil Mm mm-hmm and dependent on how you utilize it, you go towards the dark side, mm. or you can use it for good and go towards the light. Yeah, so that's this... why there isn't like really a gray Jedi right. because the Force is this thing, and if you start going and using the Force in an evil aspect, you go towards the dark side. There could have been a really interesting discussion on the Force in trying to make it not necessarily physical, but like mm-hmm. scientific, like trying to break it down and Instead into of, like an element sort of thing. But not like midichlorians. <laughs> right, yeah. Because so, they already tried that. Yeah, so <laughs> making something, making the Force extremely scientific. Mm-hmm. Something that can be distilled. Right, but in the dark side way, you know? Because mm-hmm. like I feel like the Jedi would be, they're so, they tend to lean more towards the natural side of things yeah. and it just flows Holistic and it's force. just it is what it is sort of thing very loosey-goosey but what if there was a new bad guy forget palpatine let him rest please and <laughs> just let the dead die yeah and what if it was this extremely powerful distilling of the force that made this power that mm. makes this i don't know it would have been just really interesting if you could have yeah. Made this very ethereal force. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> into think that's something. That was the strength of Snoke, and I think that's mm. what they were trying to go towards. 
but ended up having to switch mm-hmm. most of the way through. Yeah. But let's know your thoughts on that. What do you think of the idea of clones being more in Star Wars? And do you think there should be an R-rated Star Wars? Let us know in the comments or contact at uplinkpodcast.com. You can listen to the show wherever you find podcasts. If you want to kick it off on YouTube and finish it somewhere else, you can definitely do so wherever you find podcasts. And as always, hey, thanks for listening. And may the force be with you.